The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. This is the Afternoon News on Edmonton's News and Conversation Station, 630 Chad. Well, welcome to the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News, broadcasting live this afternoon from the uh, Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute for the 10th edition. Is it really? The 10th edition of 6.30 Chad Heart Pledge Day. Yeah, this year the hospital is looking to replace aging uh, echocardiogram technology with newer equipment, as you've been hearing on our news all day and on Ryan's show mm-hmm. and Bruce this morning. Uh, these new machines are, are going to provide state-of-the-art diagnostics and imaging, better measurement and detection of cardiac dysfunction, and oh, better reporting on blood circulation. So last year, Jay, we raised uh, $157,000. We're looking to beat that, of course, this year because, uh, well, things go up in cost, don't they? Uh, $400,000 is actually the cost of the equipment the Mm -hmm. university is looking to uh, purchase. That's a bit of a reach from $157,000, but we've got the best listeners in the world. We absolutely do. And if you feel so inclined, we'd ask you to pick up the phone and call 780-407-2200, or you can go on online at heartpledgeday.ca. We want to let you know that we can do this, of course, without some really fantastic sponsors. Our presenting sponsor this hour is DuraBuild Windows and Doors. Our heart wall sponsor is Rosano Transport, our good friends over there. And our hourly sponsor is Scott Builders. And speaking of Scott Builders, we've got uh, Patrick. Is it uh, Krevelin? There you go, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Krevelin, uh, Operations Manager for Scott Builders, uh, who we just uh, mentioned is our hourly sponsor. So welcome to the show, first of all. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. So how many years have you, uh, or has uh, Scott Builders been involved in this? I believe we're at number six. Number six. Wow, good for you. It's been a long time. It has been a really long time. And why are you involved? Well, heart issues affect everybody. Um, And we're in an industry where it's stressful and we're not known for having the best lifestyle. So all our employees... (laughs) That's a fair fair statement. (laughs) So all our employees know someone directly or indirectly who's had a heart attack. I mean, I've personally known our employees, our our sub-trades, our Mm -hmm. owners. So it's something that really hits home with our people. Er, Patrick, how long have you lived in Edmonton for? Well, I'd have to tell you my age. (laughs) A long time. 40 years, yeah. So you must feel really good um, knowing that there's institutes and and, uh, health facilities like the ones that we have here. Yeah, 100%. And I heard a commercial a couple weeks ago that said that, uh, you know, heart attacks, they don't give you any, any warning. Right, so when it happens, like you need help right now, right? And having this facility in our backyard is really important to saving lives. You know what, Patrick? And it's Patrick Krevlin, the ops manager over at Scott Builder, um, our hourly sponsor this hour. We have a we have a friend of ours who had just finished cycling through the mountains, mm. cycling through the mountains, and next thing you know, had a heart attack, thinking that he was at the 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 best possible health that he'd ever <laughs> been in his life, and next thing you know, has a heart attack. You're right about that. Do you think about heart health very much yourself? I, you know what? Now that I am uh, over 40 mm-hmm. and, you know, statistically... We're narrowing down your age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah it, it starts with a four. Let's just... Uh, okay. Oh, all right. Mine but, too. Uh, but yeah, we're all getting older and, you know, age 
is one of the factors, but you know, you can be 20 and have a heart attack. Yeah. You can be, you know, 10 and, and have heart issues. So yeah, I mean, you mentioned a moment ago about uh, you know the lifestyle and mm-hmm. the, you know the trades and the and this and that. Is that a factor in being able to? And if it isn't, just say it isn't. But is it a factor in being able to hire good trades and good people? The fact that you are in a center like Edmonton that has something like the Mazinkowski. Yeah, no, 100. percent I mean, there are some trades we have on our sites that would not be here today. Mm-hmm. Those people wouldn't be here because they wouldn't be alive because wow. we had this facility here and they got the help that they needed. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's true, right? But you think about it, when, when people are looking to move to a city, when people are looking mm-hmm. to put down roots in a place, I mean, um, yeah, certainly now, at my age and your age, and <laughs> probably my age, or, I, I am or considerably whatever, older or, than both or, of you, or just young so you know. children, whatever it is, but don't, isn't, it, isn't it true, though, that you look at those things, you look at the amenities, you look at mm-hmm. the services that are provided in a city and go, okay, this is really good, yeah. this is really great to have here, and it makes a city um, uh, a place to live in even more appealing. 100% of Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, you know, here's the other thing, though, too, because this always comes up. Whenever you're raising money for a health facility, even something as world-class as the Mazinkowski, uh, somebody will say or somebody will ask, well, wait a second, shouldn't government be building these? Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it's with the cooperation of those individuals listening to us now who pick up the phone or go online and make a donation. It's sponsors uh, like Scott Builders. Um, it's radio stations uh, like Ched. And listeners. And listeners, of course. Can't do that, it without them. You know, as a cooperative group, we take a hospital from being a hospital and, and turn it into mm-hmm. a world-class research mm-hmm. facility and treatment facility. And really, so it is kind of a group action uh, or a group project on behalf of all of us. Yeah, I mean, we all have a part to play in this. You know, we can't rely on government or public money. Um, and just knowing that any one of us could need this service, you know, knock on wood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Day. And I Does tell you, this is more the, the older I get, the more I start thinking <laughs> well, you know that, what? worrying about that sort Listen, of this stuff. is maybe a fun way to start the afternoon. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to make a confession right now. So the one day I feel given my own lifestyle, yeah. and given my own history and everything else, the one day I actually feel the safest is heart <laughs> pledge day <laughs> because I know it's a short trip to the ward. Yeah. <laughs> Should something case. go wrong, right? Well, we had suggested them bringing some blood pressure cuffs down and actually uh, doing our blood pressure because um, I know I have high blood pressure and Andrew's like, well, I don't know what mine is. I'm guessing that yours might be high too, especially <laughs> after out. a week oh, yeah. away. But I think yeah, we, we may. find out. And I think that we are going to find out. I hope. Well, eh, mm. that's a little scary too. They might take us straight into a, to a room. I'm not sure. Patrick. Revelin, thank you so much uh, for being a part. Is there anything you want to say to our listeners right now who may be thinking about picking up the phone or going online at, at uh, heartpledgeday.ca? You know, just that any amount matters. Mm-hmm. So if you can spend True. $10, 50 whatever, right? I mean, a bunch of little amounts equals a big amount. Absolutely. Patrick, thank you so much, and thank you again to Scott Builders for being such a, a longtime sponsor of uh, Heart Pledge Day on 630 Chad. We truly appreciate it. No problem. We look forward to next year, too. Awesome. 780-407-2200 is the number to call. Heartpledgeday.ca. You can go online and uh, just if, click it in there. Yeah, or if you're outside the Edmonton area, 1-866-407-2211. That's 866-407-2211. Right now, no phones are ringing behind no, us. No, and you know what else um, is easy to do if you're in the area? 
just pop in. Could just do. Just pop in. Giselle popped in. She actually was going to uh, visit her husband, who is here, and said, uh, I have something for you, too. <laughs> and I said, what's that, Giselle? She said, well, here's a check. And it was a check for $100, and uh, we handed it down the line, and the tax receipt will be in the mail. Giselle, <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you to everyone who has donated so far. And if you're thinking about doing it again, 780-407-2200, heartpledgeday.ca, and out of town, Andrew? one 407 2211 6.30 Chad Hart Pledge Day continues from the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute right after this. This hour of 6.30 Chad Hart Pledge Day is brought to you by Scott Builders. To donate, call 780-407-2200 or visit 630chad.com. Now, Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 6.30 Chad. Okay, we just have to keep waiting until he finishes talking, and then we can talk. Guy goes is, on forever, doesn't he? I know. He? Well, kind of. Uh, you, you would know all about that. It's uh, 6.30 thanks. Chad Hart Pledge Day, <laughs> broadcasting live from the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute. Thanks for joining us again. The numbers that you need to know this afternoon, 780-407-2200 in the city if you want, or in the, in the region if you want to call and make a donation. Outside of the region, it's 1-866-407-2211. And online... HeartPledgeDay.ca. There you go. Uh, another guest in front of us. I can't wait to uh, have a conversation with this gentleman, Dr. Dylan Taylor, the uh, Facility Medical Director for the University of Alberta Hospital, uh, Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute, and K. Wow, really? Edmonton Clinic, Associate Zone Director for Alberta Health Service. Uh, what have we been doing with our time? Yeah, really. <laughs> How's your life going? Uh, what does that mean? Are you the boss? Well, I'm partly the boss. So I work with a team. We we try to, to lead the hospital in the direction that would provide the best care for patients in all sorts of areas. The hospital consists of the University of Alberta Hospital in the same building as the Stollery Children's Hospital, but associated with the University of Alberta Hospital is the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute and the K. Edmonton Clinic, which is the newest part of the whole complex. Dr. Taylor, how long have you been a part of the Mazankowski then? Well, I had my picture taken with the first patient being wow. transported oh, from really? the University of Alberta Hospital to the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute when it opened in 2009. So what has it been like for you to be a part of this journey and see this institute uh, grow into what it's become today? Well, it's really been an amazing experience. I would have to say that I'm incredibly blessed to have been able to work in this hospital and to see uh, all of the work that uh, people did, the teams of people who did to put in the work they put in to plan the yeah. Heart Institute, to have a vision for what kind of cardiac care we could provide for our patients here in Edmonton. Uh, we had already been a referral center for most of Alberta. Yes, there is uh, some really incredible um, heart work done in Calgary as well, mm -hmm. but there are things like the transplant program that are here in Edmonton, and so we get referrals from Calgary for that. There are special kinds of surgery that uh, we have the surgeons here who do those operations and the cardiologists who do interventions like some of the work that I do in special patient areas where we exist here, but uh, there aren't any other people like that in 
Western Canada, really. Let's uh, talk specifically about our mission today, which is to raise this money for the uh, echocardiogram uh, machines. They're quite expensive. I think $200,000 each. Yeah, that would sound like they've come down in price. (laughs) No, really. (laughs) Well, usually what happens. The volume uh, discount, probably. You're buying two at a time. Um, What do they do? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, don't all patients need... uh, Isn't that the starting point of all cardiac treatment? So not every patient needs an echocardiogram. Uh, And I say that because, of course, we do want to use our resources wisely. But an echocardiogram is a very standard test for most cardiac patients. So I would say that in the end, every patient who has some kind of heart problem ends up with an echocardiogram. Because it's a non-invasive way, it uses ultrasound to take pictures of the heart. We have learned how to use that technology to uh, tell so much about the way the heart is functioning, the way the muscle is working, even the way the blood flow goes to the muscle uh, is a way that we can uh, assess that in patients without having to put tubes and catheters inside their body. I I would assume you have this equipment now though, right? We do have some of this equipment and as you can also imagine, technology moves quickly. And so our machines are actually as old or slightly older than the Heart Institute hmm. is. So wow. really they're out of date. They still perform remarkably and our staff, our echocardiologists and the sonographers who work the machines, who actually take the pictures, do amazing work to be able to get the information that uh, they do get with these machines. But new machines will allow us to do so much more. Dr. Uh, Dylan Taylor joining us this afternoon. Can can I, I want to get down to some basics if that's okay sure. with you at this point, because Andrew and I have been talking about this for the last <laughs> couple of days. Of course, we know that we're coming in here and as we're getting older and looking at our lifestyle and all of those things, we start to worry about things like heart health and what we're eating, what we're putting in our body and, and, and blood pressure and that sort of thing. Um, a couple of basic, basic questions. Um, when you have your blood pressure taken, what are the numbers? Like those numbers, the high number, the low number, what, what, what are they and what do they mean? What they, what they tell us is the pressure that the heart generates, when the heart muscle contracts, it generates pressure that pushes the blood, so to speak, that circulates the blood around the body. So blood circulation in the body is a little bit like waves at the ocean. It's pulsatile. It's not continuous flow like the North Saskatchewan River. <laughs> it's more like the beach okay. you know, on the west coast of Vancouver Island where the waves come in episodically. Yep. And so the upper number is the top pressure, is the, the highest pressure pressure that the heart muscle generates to push that blood forward. When the heart muscle then relaxes, so the heart is emptied and then it relaxes to fill again, then a valve closes so that that pressure beyond the valve is maintained. And so as the blood flows away into the rest of the body, that high pressure kind of falls off. It decays to the lowest level that it will reach before the the next cardiac cycle when the heart muscle squeezes again. So the two numbers tell us something about the way the vascular system is working because those pressures are are governed primarily by the peripheral arteries. So that's what generates the resistance to blood flow. And when that resistance to blood flow is too high, it creates more work for the heart muscle. Mm. And that higher pressure in other organs like the brain and in the kidneys can cause injury to those vessels. So which number is the one that you really have to worry about? Well, you don't get away with just worrying about yeah. <laughs> Okay. You do actually have to pay I thought attention at one, to I, Yeah, because I thought at one time it was the 
the top number? What is it? The systolic di diverse? Yeah, so systolic is the top number. Okay. And diastolic is the lower number. Mm. But we've learned... This will be on the test, so write that down. <laughs> That's right. We've learned that actually both numbers are important. Okay. And in fact, the goal numbers have changed as we've learned more about uh, the effects of high blood pressure in terms of cardiovascular disease. So the targets that we use now for everyone would be a top number less than 135 millimeters of mercury at rest and the lower number less than 85 millimeters of mercury at rest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Write yeah, that take down. That down. <laughs> so I'm curious to know um, if you do, you, you say the heart is overworking, if it's if there's a blockage or the valve's not uh, operating correctly. I know that... Uh, when they encourage people to quit smoking, they will tell you um, that, look, your lungs will recover this much in a month, in three months. Their lungs have the ability to, I don't want to say regenerate, but, you know, and fix themselves. Does the heart have the same ability? Yes, in fact, the heart does have that ability. So, for example, when a person has high blood pressure and their heart muscle has to work overtime, the same thing happens to the heart muscle as happens to their biceps when they go to the gym all the time. So the muscle thickens, we call that hypertrophy, and in your muscles, it you know maybe it makes the girls look, look at you <laughs> twice when you're at the pool or something, but for the heart muscle, it's actually bad for heart muscle function. And so the heart muscle can become... Uh, what you might call muscle bound so you you know you've heard the the term of someone who spends all their time at the gym lifting yeah. weights they're muscle bound they're not very flexible maybe not that everyone who goes to the gym is like this but if you you, you know that term so the heart muscle can become that way and become stiff and that actually means it's not actually working mm. properly when you control high blood pressure that thickening of the heart muscle regresses so it goes back towards normal just the same way that if you stopped going to the gym you know your 22 inch biceps mm -hmm. would come and back like down this. to normal size. right <laughs> but there must be a, a line at which you cross where now we're not looking at trying to uh, fix the heart we're looking at trying to replace the heart so where is that line that line is actually way down the road, and that line has actually gone farther down the road because the treatments that we've learned about, that we've developed and so forth, have also extended our ability to keep the heart muscle working uh, before you need to actually get to the stage of replacing it, as in transplant. Mm. How is it that... Um Someone can seemingly be fine, 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 be out for a jog, cycling through the mountains, doing whatever, and next day have a heart attack. Well, that is a really good question. And our best understanding of that now is that there are, uh, in certain people, triggers that can make a plaque rupture. So a plaque is a cholesterol and inflammatory cell and smooth muscle cell buildup in the wall of the artery that can narrow the artery. But that narrowing doesn't necessarily have to be really severe for the plaque to become unstable, as we call it. And if the plaque becomes unstable or ruptures, then a blood clot will form in that part of the artery, which is what then causes the heart attack. And our, the evidence that we've learned over the last number of decades, in fact, is that you don't have to have a 90% narrowing cause a heart attack. You could have just an irregularity in the mm -hmm. heart wall, uh, the artery wall, so 20 or 30% narrowing, that when it ruptures, causes a blood clot to form, and then that produces a heart mm. attack. Is there a hereditary uh, component to this as well? Are some people more inclined to heart disease? 
So yes, and and you know, with all things for any of the listeners who are parents, you know that your kids can blame you for lots of things. <laughs> and so yes, for this you can blame your parents to some degree because of course your genetic background does have a substantial impact on that. But having said that, there are so many things that we can actually do ourselves that influence that. And those are the things that we think may often produce those triggers that would allow or, or induce a plaque to rupture. So cigarette smoking, the nicotine causing vasoconstriction. I hate it when you guys start listing these things because you're describing me. You just start checking things off, yeah. right? Well, you can cross off some of those things too. So, you know, if you have had high blood pressure, you see your doc and you get that well controlled. If you have been a little bit too much of a couch potato, you can become more active. And so there are things you're going to do to actually reverse those, uh, those potential triggers. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I know. All right. Dr. Taylor, thank you so much. If, if there's anything that you want to say right now to our listeners who are thinking about picking up the phone to, to maybe make a donation, what would it be about this facility and the work that's done here? Well, it would be thank you. Because I know that uh, this facility was built on a huge number of donor dollars. There was tremendous community support for building the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute. And in fact, it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that support. So I would say thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the work that you do here, Dr. Dylan Taylor, joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.